You are listening to episode 92 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friend. I've been working with rising and established individuals and leaders and teams now for over 20 years. And there is a problem that is so often misdiagnosed, but that is also responsible for so much unrest, so much unproductiveness, so much unhappiness, so much cost to the bottom line that I thought I have to talk about it today and provide one of my all-time favorite tools to help you. The problem has to do with personal power and boundaries. Now, when I begin to talk to someone, no one has ever sat down with me and asked me to help them with their personal power issue. No one's ever said, can you help me with my boundary issue? They don't tell me that they have these issues, but they are very easily spotted when they start to talk and express things like feeling overwhelmed or their resentment with others or their resentment with work or when they express complaints of having no time for themselves, when they are longing for the good old days, when they felt free and they could just drive without any pressure, they express things or issues, I guess, with time management. That's another one. Or they're feeling drained by key relationships. Now, they've attempted to fix what they believe are the issues which are actually, as I just described them, the symptoms of the real problem, which I'll share in a minute. But they do this by attending trainings or reading books, or they've hired additional help as a tactic or a strategy. They've signed up for online courses sometimes to uncover the strategies to execute, to overcome feeling overextended or overwhelmed, or to build some better work-life balance in. But you and I both know that you can't solve a problem when it's misdiagnosed to begin with. You see, it's not really a time management problem. It's a boundary problem. It's not really an overwhelm problem. It's a personal power problem. It's not that a colleague is needy and asks us for too much. It's that we say yes. We've heard about setting and holding boundaries before. But the problem I see most people encounter is that we tell ourselves that they are not black and white, that they're gray, they're murky, they're not clear. After all, don't I have to help train someone who's not competent yet? And don't we need to help our family when they ask? The answer there is no. Even though we might think that we've been trained to do that or that we worry about being politically correct or admired still if we don't do these things. Thinking this way and not having a prescription to help heal this root cause is costing us our most important work. It's hurting our bottom lines. And it's costing us our own personal fulfillment because we're out of integrity when we are not establishing and using boundaries. 
And that's why I thought I'd share a tool. I don't believe, like I said, I've ever talked about it on this podcast before, and it's going to help you set and hold a boundary no matter how big an an overgiver you are or how big of a people pleaser you are. And before you say, well, that's not me. I don't do those things. That's not my title. I'm strong. I have my personal power in place. I know my boundaries. Let me just ask you this. Have you ever felt resentment for another's lack of performance or a lack of someone else's contribution? Have you ever been frustrated that someone has the audacity to even ask you for something that you think is out of line? Have you ever been drained by a relationship or overextended at work or in your responsibilities at home maybe? If you answer yes to those, the tool that I'm going to give you will be simple enough and will amazingly have the power to eliminate this forever. Those I have taught this to say it is indeed life-changing. I'm also going to provide the communication for you, the words to use when it comes time to set your boundary or reestablish it when a boundary has been violated. Okay, why are boundaries so important, especially right now? Right now, the world's shaken. More than ever, we need individuals to step up and jump into the work that they are uniquely qualified and positioned to do. The work that when they do it will raise the frequency of those that they work with and the people that they serve and their families. And in doing that, we create a ripple effect that does go out like the butterfly effect and in turn changes our world. Not one person can be left behind in terms of not one leader can be ignored or excused from being able to show up at this time. And overextended leaders, whether they're parents or mid-level managers or executives of Fortune 500 companies, will never be able to do what I just said unless they take back their personal power. And that is done by expanding boundaries. We can't get rid of a weed until we access the root. So we have to have an accurate diagnosis of the disease to heal it, correct? Right. So I was thinking, if I had the ultimate doctor who with a specialty for optimizing personal mastery and professional capabilities, and she had been given the enormous responsibility to help the absolutely huge number of individuals that are fraught with overwhelm and lack of work-life balance and who have relationships issues, both in their workplaces and in their homes. And I requested from her to provide a diagnosis and prescribe what it would take to heal and bring back that level of peace and that level of productivity and that level of power to individuals across the world. This is what would get her a Nobel Peace Prize. She diagnosed the disease we're talking about as underutilized personal power. She would identify the symptoms. And as she's already been shown in most cases, the time management problems, the draining relationships, the overwhelm, the levels of work-life imbalance, the bouts of irritability and impatience with others that are close. The prescription, she'd say, is setting and holding boundaries. And the medicine, the cure, the elixir that would win her the Nobel Peace Prize would be the equal energy exchange factor, E3 for short, equal energy exchange factor rule. Let me tell you what that is. 
a person in your office calls and has a problem with a particular client. It's a loud and needy client at the firm. He asks you to join the meetings to help with this unruly client because you have a way of resolving these issues. This client wants to bring in a big amount of money, big amount of business. You agree, say yes, you dive in, you prepare, you do all the things you take, you take time to learn the history, bring about your thoughts, your expertise, even some of your additional contacts. You go to the meeting, you support and help secure this client. In the meeting, you even say to the client, I have another connection I want to make for you. I will set the meeting up for you. The meeting, as I said, goes well. And after the meeting, your colleague comes up to you and says, thanks a million. In essence, you converted the client. Then next week, your colleague calls you again, asking for you to do the same thing for just one more client. You're annoyed, but why? You did it once before. Why now is it so different? The reason is because it's not an equal energy exchange. There is an energetic inequity. You're giving time and emotion and mental and physical energy and receiving nothing in return. Years ago, I said yes to almost any request for help at work. I performed and I pleased and I, I was a producer of much, but it was energetically taxing me and it was at a cost that I wasn't recognizing. In addition, I rarely asked for the help that I needed, even when I was at my sickest. Fast forward to today, and I use and use the equal energy exchange then to get out of my predicament of being overextended and fatigued to here at this point to have a very high value for my energy. I establish and hold boundaries, and I'm very, it's very fast for me to be able to establish them and understand what it is that I need so that I never sacrifice myself or am frustrated by others anymore. The problem is twofold when we don't do this. When we have not established boundaries, we don't hold them, we resent our relationships with others and then they break down further. And then secondly, our important life-changing work that's desperately needed right now, it doesn't get the attention it deserves. It can't because we're, we are overextended, we're giving energy in a different area. In both cases, we're being led by other people's agendas. We are allowing it. And in doing so, what we're really saying and what we're really doing is we're undervaluing our personal power as we give it away. Here's what you have to understand. Everything is made up of energy. Tasks are energy. Labor requires energy. Time is energy. Money is energy. Emotions are energy. Thinking requires energy. Your expertise is energy. Just because you can't see the energy doesn't mean it isn't being expended and that it shouldn't be valued. When too much energy is going in one direction, for example, to a business or a boss or a client or a team member, even to our children, most often with our children, the energy exchange gets out of whack, gets out of balance. And when that happens, usually when there isn't an equal energy exchange, you're going to be annoyed by just even hearing the other person's names. It's very, it's very easy when I see someone complain about another person. What I'm realizing and what I can instantly you know, spot is that there is a energetic imbalance in their energy exchange. Someone's given more. And so conversely, I'm able to ask, you know, when someone is enjoying working with another person, what about that do you enjoy? Is there an equal energy exchange? And a Every single time, absolutely. It feels good. And that's it. 
How do you tell if there's an equal energy exchange? You tell it by the way it feels. It's that simple. It's, it isn't gray and murky. How does this feel? And trusting yourself enough to know that your internal GPS system is telling you whether this is true or not for you. Is there an imbalance? Is there not an imbalance? It's not hard. It's one or the other. I recall one time an established leader getting a request to meet with a friend's son about a job or a family friend's son. He said yes, and, and it was one of the many list of complaints he'd had about why he wasn't able to do some of his most important work, why he was drained, what was occupying him. And it, it rubbed him enough, this smaller, what would seem smaller issue that it got brought up. And I, I said, can you imagine, first of all, if someone was going to a meeting with you and dreaded it as much as you dread this or didn't want to do it? And he said, absolutely not. And I also told him that it was okay that he had done that this time because he was never going to do it again because he knew how to identify an equal energy exchange and when it's not. And before you might ask, does this mean that we just don't help others? No, not at all. It just means that you raise your standards and are aware of the toll that it's taking on you when you overgive. Because when we're overgiving, we're not overgiving out of genuine generosity. We're giving out of an ego-based fear that we will not be considered politically correct or that we are something else. We give it for feelings of guilt. All of those are not pure reasons. You want to be giving when it feels true, not because you are afraid of what it will say about you. I'm not talking about the generous contributor right now. We're talking, we're all here to contribute, right? We're all here to serve. I'm talking about those who are doing it at the expense of their happiness and at the expense of the work that they're really meant here to be doing and to be serving others with. So understand even words like thank you and compliments and giving others recommendations, all of those equalize relationship energy. There's, there's many ways, there's many forms of energy. Just because someone pays you or gives it in the form of money being an energy doesn't mean that there's another way to establish you know, emotional energy. Simply listening to a person is energy. Now, how do you know that there's been a boundary violation? You know it again by the way it feels. Imagine a person in your workplace now, and I said his name. Maybe it's a person that annoys you. Look at it. What's probably happening is that he's taking more than he's giving. And conversely, if you think of that person that you absolutely love to work, one where there is an equal energy exchange, ask yourself how you got there. Sometimes it can just be, do you feel good about the way this is going, the way we've divided this work? Do you feel that this is a good process or you want anything else to change here? Check in with yourself. I do it sometimes when I'm having, I'm paying people and I say, just take a minute to sit, sit with what feels right here in terms of the energy exchange when, they're, when I'm working with them, if, I'm, if they're working for me or vice versa. Here's the good news. Instead of waiting for another to give you what you want or for the relationship to be better and you to drop the resentment, decide what it's going to take to balance the energy in the relationship. Name it and then ask for it. It may be that you stop saying yes to the worst client assignments. Maybe you say, I can help you for 30 minutes on Friday, but I can't help you 30 minutes every single day of the week here. Maybe you say, I can't be reached after five o'clock on Fridays. Or maybe you simply say, no, I'm not willing to take that assignment on. At the base level, you have to know your value and value your value. 
Nobody is going to respect you if you don't do it for yourself first. I will tell you that I used this equal energy exchange rule for myself, which I do believe I made up. It was E3. I just was like, this is not an equal energy exchange. I had friends that told me I was the queen of equal energy exchange. I would always check in every time a request was made. I put it through this question. Is this an equal energy exchange? And the question that made it really easy, and I still use now, is at the end of the exchange, whether that be going out for a dinner, any type of work that's being done for me, or anything, you know, at the end of me making dinner for someone, for my family, am I going to be angry? If if, there, if I'm going to be resentful or angry, I know that there feels like there's an imbalance of energy exchange, and I will ask for what I need. Sometimes I even use the words, "There is." A, I don't feel that this is an equal energy exchange right now. You know, if I've taken people around for the day, my children, and then I'm not getting support on the other end, I just call it out. Name it for what it is. We are very aware of what an equal energy exchange feels like in my family. If you're going to be annoyed at the end of an exchange, say no or look at how you can balance the scale so it feels energetically even. Sometimes, as I said, the energy can come in forms of time, energy, money, more work or labor. There's just many, many ways. I always check in with myself because it is my responsibility to not be resentful at someone else. It is not another person's responsibility to know what is true and energetically even for me. So here's some things to remember. It's not another person's job to balance the energy scales. That's an inside job and it's yours. Know what will balance your scales and ask for it. Use your words. Use your words. Ask for what it is you want. Don't get mad, even out the energy exchange. And when you do this, you will be amazed at the restored vitality and time and freedom and productivity that you begin to feel instantly. Just one time. Just do this one time and you will be amazed. You will double your level of peacefulness and productivity within the week. So the next time a family member asks you for money or a colleague asks you how to do 75% of the work and only get paid for 25%, or someone working for you consistently returns to you with a problem instead of a solution, find a way to make it an equal energy exchange. If you don't know how to communicate that, just start with, this isn't feeling like an even energy exchange to me. That's too aggressive. This isn't feeling good. So that this feels good to both of us, I'm going to have you do this. No, I'm not willing to do that. My favorite is it would be irresponsible for me to say yes to this. It would be irresponsible of me to say yes to this. That is so true. It is our responsibility to protect our personal power, to reclaim it when we've been giving it away or been letting it be drained for too long, and to not take other people's power by taking on work that they should be capable of doing or that they need to rise into. What happens when you begin to use the E3 or equal energy exchange rule is that you will see that others are elevated and you are allowing them to show up to lead when you eventually won't even be there. You're restoring your own personal powers that you put into motion your most important work. You will drop the overwhelm that comes from taking on too much and support raising the frequency and lessening the fear factor that so many rule by in corporate America. 
You'll be able to be more focused on your most important work. As I said, you'll eliminate the anger and resentment in your relationships that can arise when you feel like you are over giving or being discounted. One of my clients said, I must sound like a complaining arse, though he didn't use that word. And he won't have these. He doesn't have these moments any longer where he's impatient with his kids or feels like he's a jerk because he's he's overextended himself in different spaces. You too can have the freedom and time to be with your family, yourself, or to do whatever else it is that you want when you're deliberate and knowing what constitutes equal energy exchange for you. At work, you have to value your talents for other colleagues and clients and supporters to value you. We train others how to treat us. Doesn't just happen, we train them. And when we give away our most precious commodity of our energy without regard, we're telling others that our value is low. The surest way that you can elevate your happiness and optimize your work is to raise your standards and expand your boundaries. And again, one of the best tactics and techniques that can be used for the next 25 years is to notice when something is not an equal energy exchange and then communicate it. We are at a time when our world desperately needs individuals to rise, to think bigger about who they are, to take back their personal power, to value their value, because we need the contribution. Each of us is uniquely qualified and positioned to bring, to give, and reclaiming our personal power and setting and holding our boundaries. It's the number one tactic to equalizing and reclaiming our power. The power that we inherently were born with, the power that when we were at age two, we communicated. Wasn't our favorite word at age two? No. I know it was for my kids. No, 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 no. Somewhere along the way, we lost our ability to stand in that. Your call to action this week is to identify one place where you feel irritation or resentment or even just a mild annoyance and ask yourself if the exchange of energy, whether it be time or money, emotional labor, is equal. And if not, ask yourself what what would make it so. And then set out to ask and direct it. You have more power than you've been recognizing that you then you've been giving yourself credit for that you valued in the past today is to recognize pull it back in to have dominion over it so that you unleash it in the most powerful and deliberative ways if you found this episode helpful and i do hope it was and you go forth and apply it, please go ahead and share this with someone else that you think could benefit from this. Also, we'd love for you to use whatever platform it is that you're listening to this and hit the share button, as well as to write a review sharing how much you liked it and what you thought is most beneficial. I look forward to hearing from you and being interested in hearing how this E3 formula works for you in your workplace as well in your homes. Until our next episode, have a wonderful, blessed, and very peaceful week. Bye-bye. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. 
If you have questions, I'm here to answer them. And they even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 